folks, everyone. I'm so glad that everyone's joining this series podcast of how does things work in the realm of the spirit. Uh, this is Israel Johnson, Life Coach. I'm not going to hesitate to get right into it because I want to do a recap of what you learned. And part one, you learned about uh, feelings and you learned that feelings is energy. Your feelings are, are, are vehicles for spirits and you assess you assess feelings from the outside and from the inside. You 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 um, you um, assess feelings from the outside. Everything in your environment is important because it's affecting your feelings. What we call feelings, but the truth of it's it's really energy flow. It's really spiritual flow. So assessment from the outside. Right now, I'm looking at pictures of my sons. I'm looking at a calendar. I'm looking at the Lord's prayer, a serenity prayer. I have a a little magnet on my desk that says Amazing Grace. I have a picture of my kids' hands to the right of me when they were babies. What is that? What is that energy flow doing to them? I'm assessing it from the outside with my five senses. So my five senses, you know what your five senses are, your sight, your nose, your mouth, your ears and your feel, what you feel with your hands. So I look at these pictures. I put my hand on them. I look at them. I said, those are my babies. So watch that feeling goes inside of me. And I then begin to discern with my heart what what that is for me. And this is from part one. The energy flows inside of me, my heart. My inside discernment is me using my spiritual five senses. I don't hear with my carnal ear. I hear with my heart. I don't speak carnal words. I speak from my heart. I don't see what everybody else see. I see things from my heart. That is me internalizing my feelings of what my environment is dictating to me. And when I look at the pictures of my sons, uh, I feel feel love. I feel uh, peace. I feel joy because we talked about how does uh, goes from the feelings and that discernment. Part two, we talked about how how does it flow. There's only three ways that you make a choice. You very important. You make the choice of how things are communicated to you. Okay, Um, through faith, love, and fear. So someone comes and says something to you, 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 your, your job is to discern the choice that they made. How did they choose to communicate that to me? When did they choose to com- uh, communicate that to me? It tells me about what spirit is inside of the person when they do it. If a person communicates anything to you and you don't feel peace or joy, then you know it was from a fear base point. They're trying to manipulate you. They're trying to confuse you. They're trying to get you off track. Because one of the things I've learned is that a lot of people are proclaiming that they love God. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, they dating God. God is a part-time lover for them. God is just like having a boyfriend or, or dealing with somebody who you you know you, you sleep with, but you're really not together. It's not a it's not a covenant relationship. It's just mess that people put together. So you learn when someone says something to you. Are you coming to say this to me out of fear, love, or faith? Fear, love, or faith. If discernment, discernment in my heart, I would never interrupt someone who I know is focused on doing something. To interrupt someone and you know they're focused on doing something, you know that's fear. You know that's fear because the intent of their heart was to interrupt your focus. And we're going to be digging into that. Okay. So in part two, we talked about if it's a faith, then it's based upon the person's belief in the word of God, speaking the word of God and believing the word of God. When it's about fear, 
It's always about um, um, bringing confusion, insecurity, and anxiety to you. So that's, that's how it flows in you. And you make a choice of how it's going to flow back out of you. Okay? If someone says something to me that's fear-based, I can respond with fear by getting angry. Anger, anger comes straight from I'm, I'm afraid of something if I'm angry. Or I can be a peacemaker and say, thank you. Why? Because my peace and my love is more important to me than getting into a contention or argument with you. The situation is not worth it, and the, and the demon that's operating inside of you is not worth entertaining. So what I do is I, I, I keep my energy by showing love to myself by what I do. Don't engage with a person trying to provoke you to participate in demonic demonic communication and activity. Okay, so then if it's upon faith, and if I speak to you in faith, I'm speaking to you out of the power of what I believe in God's word. I'm assured about God's word. I'm assured that God's going to bring to pass what I believe according to his word. And that's the person whose confidence, you can't shake them. They're not full of doubt. They're not full of disbelief. They speak with power, and that power gets results. Remember, before we even go in phase three, at the end of the day, this teaching is is made practical. It's made credible simply by the fruit in which a person produces. It's the one thing that none of us can hide. You can't fake it. You can't pretend. You either producing the fruit and what you proclaim you got faith in in God's word or you don't. So if you if you proclaim you love God so much but you can't stand to be alone, then you know you don't believe that God is truly with you. Amen. So as we go into part three, we're going to be talking about manifestation and how things work in the realm of the spirit. So Jesus says to us, he says, I say unto you that if you speak unto this mountain and command it to to throw itself into the sea, and if you doubt not, you shall have whatsoever that you ask for. Well, here we go. You got this energy flowing to you through faith, love, or fear. Where there's two things that you need in, in order for you to activate your faith. First, you need faith. You need to believe that God's going to bring to pass what he said he's going to do in his word. Number two, you need love. Let me tell you why you need love. Because if you're not at peace with your desires, and if you're not at peace with your intent, it's not going to come to pass. Because you're unwavering. You're not sure of yourself. Okay? Another reason why you need love, because if God blesses you with a healing ministry or a food ministry or a beverage ministry, anything that blesses other people, if you don't love people, you can't bless people. You can't give me a, a cup of soup and tell me you love me, but in actuality, you hate me. You see, that's confusion. So in order for you to walk in the power of God, you're going to have to have faith and love and you're going to have to get the fear purged out of you on a daily basis. Because hate, racism, all is rooted in fear. Don't forget that. So as energy is flowing to you through faith, love or fear or all of them, what forms next? This is very crucial. This is part three. And that is thoughts. And those thoughts turn into desires. I need to say that one more time. From the way energy flows in you, it forms thoughts. And from those thoughts, 
it forms what? Desires. It forms desires. If a man look upon a woman and lust in his heart, he looked upon her, he had a feeling, it flowed in him, and now he has a thought, and that thought has turned into a desire. That desire is lust. Your desires are your needs, your passions, your emotions, and your wants. Pay very close attention to what I'm saying. If you don't pay pay attention to your needs, your wants, your passions, and your emotions, you're going to be manifesting things that are going to kill you and you don't even know it. Nothing can stop passion. Nothing can stop when a person involves their emotions in something. And nothing can stop a person's needs and their wants. As a matter of fact, that's everything that you're living for at this very moment. But what you need to understand in the realm of the spirit is that it is a very potent power that you need to get some type of control over. Your desires are your seeds. Listen to me closely. Your desires are your seeds. When desires line up with your intent, and what is your intent? Your motive, your agenda, your sinister plot, your end result, your purpose. Ah, and it's when you see the end from the beginning. Intent is so powerful that your life right now is either complete or not complete because you're living in purpose or you're not living in purpose. Purpose is to live with intent. Say it again, life coach. Purpose is to live with intent. Intent is in a sense a sense of fulfillment. It's a sense of fulfillment. It's a, it's a sense. It's a sense of giving your life meaning. It is a way of saying that you're either pleasing your flesh or you're pleasing God. Purpose will make you sell everything that you have and move across the world. Purpose is the reason why a lot of people have mental illnesses because they're not living in purpose. They're living in the matrix. They're living in the systematic uh, economy system. Going to work, putting on your clothes, sleeping all day. And you have no purpose in your life. That's the power of intent. And when you begin to have a desire and you begin to align it with intent, that's when you tap into the power of the kingdom of God to manifest whatever it is that is in your heart to do. This is very, very important. Everything starts off with feelings. Here's my recap. Everything starts off with feelings. Outside outside things cause feelings. Feelings are energy. Feelings are spirits. You need to do an assessment of the things you feel from the outside through your natural five senses. That energy is going to flow into you and into your heart. You need to be aware and consciously aware of to discern what you're feeling through your spiritual five senses. He that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. If a man hate his brother, he's already murdered him. You see? You see how it works in the room of the Spirit? 
And when you look at that person, you feel hate. You feel hate in where? In your heart. If you feel hate in your heart, then what Christ taught us was that that becomes the spirit that causes you to manifest that particular thing in the spirit realm. Remember, everything must materialize in the realm of the spirit first before you see it in the flesh. Everything flows to you, part two, through faith, love, and fear. If a man look upon a woman and lust in his heart, there it is. Come on down. He begins, he gets thoughts, he creates desires. Now he need to sleep with her. He wants to sleep with her. He has a passion to sleep with her. His oh, he's a tied what? His emotions to it now. And now he can begin to visualize what it would be like to be in bed with her. Jesus taught us a very powerful principle about the kingdom of God. He said, he's already done it. He's like, no, I haven't. I haven't even touched her. He says, yes, you did. Because if you understand who you are in the realm of the spirit, you understand your power as a child of God, then you understand that once you have conclusively tied in your desires with your intent of what you meant to do. So he walks up to her and he says, hey, hey, Cheryl, how you doing? Cheryl could do, Cheryl can deserve because Cheryl said that didn't sit right with me. If it's not of love, then there's no peace. Why didn't it sit right with you, Cheryl? Because he didn't say that out of love. Neither did I feel that he said it out of sincerity. But I felt there was an agenda there. I felt that there was a hidden dark secret there. That's all under fear. I felt an agenda. I felt him trying to manipulate me when he said, hey, Cheryl, how you doing? I felt him saying, hey, Cheryl, but he was looking at my breasts and looking at my body. Why do I feel uncomfortable? Because where there's love, there's peace. And where there's peace, there's the fruit of the spirit. But where there's fear, there's, there's exposure and shame and hurt. There are the works of the flesh. You see, he looked upon that woman, he had desires, he had a thought, then he had desires. He looked upon that woman and he began to lust at her. He began to desire her. He began to desire her in an ungodly manner. So there's the seed. The seed is planted. And then Christ tells us, you've already slept with her. So he said, because now you have, you have a vision of what it would be like to sleep with her in the bed. You intended to sleep with her. So everything you do now, everything you do now, while you think no one knows what's going on, the spirit inside of you now wants to lust after her and your intent, you gave her the coffee, you gave her a pen, you talk to her every morning for five minutes, not because you care about her in a loving, peaceful way, but because your intent was to sleep with her. And whether you sleep with her or not, you've already committed the sin in the realm of the spirit, or you've already committed the blessing in the realm of the spirit. Intent is your, it is your motive, it is your agenda, it is your purpose, it is your end result. What's the end result you're looking for? It could be your sinister plot. It could be a sense of fulfillment. It could be a sense of meaning. Okay? Whenever... I watched the first 48 hours. The primary thing that solves the case is that we need to understand the motive. We don't need to understand who the two people are. 
We need to understand what was the motive. What was the intent? What was the intent of why they killed this person? Because this person had a lot of money and they wanted the money. Bam, y'all. Now we understand the motive was money. The motive was money. So what does that cancel out? That cancel out the motive was revenge. Because the motive could have been revenge. The motive could have been to scare the person. And a lot of times what you understand in police work, if it's up close range and if it's on chest or in the head, it's personal. If it's with a knife, it's extremely personal. If it's from far off, the person may not even know the other person. Okay? But that's, those simple things in criminal activity can help you now to begin to place the pieces of the puzzle of where everybody fits into it. So in criminal work, you want to know the motive. Okay? When I do things to glorify God, I have to check what's my intent. My intent is that to, to glorify God and that the listener uh, who's listening to this podcast is being elevated in the things of Christ and that you feel that you're being taught hidden secrets that have been hidden from you and you feel the love of God because you feel like somebody cares enough to try to give me the jewels of the kingdom so I can live my best life in Christ. In closing, I want you to go back and play all three parts of this broadcast. It's been a pleasure teaching uh, how things work in the spirit. Uh, And I want each of you to play it again. It's some powerful lessons here. Observe your feelings inside and out. Watch how energy flows to you and through you. And then you'll begin to see the magic pill of your thoughts from your feelings and the flow forms thoughts, forms desires, and once those desires line up with your intent, what you, your end result, you're going to manifest, whether good or bad, you're going to manifest. So you have the choice of whether you want to glorify God with your life or whether you want to do the works of Satan. Israel Johnson, Life Coach. Enjoy. Enjoy.